The revolution has begun. Join the revolution, the lost art with Steve Gould. For only the very best in progressive rock, every Sunday, 4 to 7 p.m., only on MMH, the home of rock radio. Hello people, happy new year, welcome to the first show of 2024 for me, my name is Ben, this show is Follow the Dead, and this year, every year I do my annual New Metal New Year special, I'm going double bubble because New Metal is at a bit of a resurgence of late, and as such, going to hit both shows as part of the New Year New Metal special spectacular, so tonight for the next two hours is going to be baggy trousers, too many facial piercings, and probably complaining about parents a lot. <laughs> It'll be the same tomorrow from 8pm here for Dancing with the Dead. So, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to take in a multitude. We're going to look at the classics, we're going to look at some currents, we're going to look at some who didn't quite make it, and hopefully you might discover something fun along the way. Kicking us off, a band that don't necessarily identify themselves or tag themselves as a new metal band, but the ghost of Deftones hangs heavy over this band, and honestly, I mean that in the best way possible. The band are called Mood Ring, kicked out a record called Stargaze, I think this was 2022 from what I can recall, and this was, I think, the third single from it, this is Sync Wow. Yeah. 
kicking us off there the rather magical mood ring the song is called star the album sorry is called stargazer you can see it on that there focus boy focus right <laughs> the band are called mood ring the album is called stargazer the song is called sync wav <laughs> it's what i'm classing as one of the current crop of bands who are taking on those new metal sounds now i know a lot of Deftones fans, Deftones themselves often tried to distance themselves from new metal because of the confines and the trappings that came with it and a lot of the attitudes that were associated with some of the bands as the uh, stars started to explode in the early 2000s. I can fully appreciate why some people wouldn't want to be associated with the genre, which is a bit of a shame because ultimately I think the genre's got, lo- it's a fantastic, there's so much fun to be had with it, but there was a lot of, sort I'm looking for, almost like, I think they called it frat boy sort of style approaches, a lot of sort of like broisms and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It seemed like in America, it was especially from about 2000, 2002-ish onwards, to be a successful new metal band, so they have big jeans, frosted tips, one of those black uh, shirts with the flames in the sleeves, some bad tattoos, and a backwards cap. And that pretty much, you know, got a bit, got a lot of bands to the door. And it's a shame, because a lot of them were rubbish. <laughs> they really, really were. But I'm going to hit you with some bands from that era that were uh, unreservedly not rubbish legendarily known for their insane live shows the brilliant boys hits car were a band that sort of i'd say more to post hardcore and probably more to incubus than straight up new but there's elements of new rolling within their sound there are a lot of people who do like the genre do enjoy listening to this band and i am one of them from their self-titled record from 2001 this is love core Oh, I'm a good old guy. 
my life, I never wanted to cause pain Anyone type, but these words are in vain She's gone as angry as a furious night sky So gather to their net, preparing for the sacrifice The soul is full of fear, requires retribution What happened to love slash revolution? See me standing naked in a pool of my blood Prepare yourselves as the tears gather for the blood Don't you wonder if I'm The magical boy hits car, taking their self-titled record from 2001. That was Love Core. Welcome to. I love that song. I really do. I love the build. I love the love the love the sort of mellow sort of. The, the riff is fearsome and it's nice, very sort of almost like Asian Indian sort of style, sort of, sort of influence feeling guitars. Absolutely brilliant. It's got such a vibe to it. The record itself is absolutely fantastic. Well worth checking out. Also go check out any live footage you can see of the band. They are absolutely chaotic insanity on like on stage it's nothing short of magical it really, really is right next from 2000 this one was released via tommy boy which for anyone who knows tommy boy is a hip-hop label and that's kind of where the world of new metal and hip-hop is I mean, for a lot of people a lot of people just write off new metal as hip-hop flavored metal and to an extent it is but there's a and, and it's semantics but <laughs> pulling the difference between rap metal and new metal there is a slight variation I myself, I choose to bundle it all in as one thing because it also feels like it's like a, like a style, like a time. There's a vibe to it that I sort of often associate the bits and bobs together. But Boiler Room, they reached a record called Can't Breathe. It's a brilliant album. It really, really is. But it was released via a hip-hop label as opposed to a metal label, which really made it stand out and really sort of gave you an idea of the, 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 the genre pollination and crossing over and the boundaries that were just being erased at the time. It was a wonderful, wonderful thing. I mean, my, I myself, I'm a big hip-hop fan, I'm a big dance fan, an electronica fan, so I love industrial, I love new metal, but at the same time, I'm also a big rock and metal fan as well, so the, the breaking down of the boundaries was absolutely fantastic. And I think Boiler Room, yeah, can't breathe, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's obvious in places, and it has got a few, yeah, filler moments, but when they get it right, and they do, often, it absolutely slays. This, for me, is my favourite from the record. From the record Can't Breathe by Boiler Room, this is Patience.
to me You never believed in me Now you mean nothing to me The rather marvellous Boiler Room. The song is called Patience. You can find it on their debut record, Can't Breathe. Can't Breathe was released via Tommy Boy. A rarity to see a metal band kicking up bits and bobs on a hip-hop label. And as I mentioned, it just goes to highlight how much new metal broke down doors. It did break down barriers. It kicked open doors. Acknowledged the world of rap and rock had been mingling for many and many a moon beforehand. Acknowledge a lot of what we go to accept and see new metalists sounding like pretty much kickstarted in 94 when Korn dropped their first self-titled record but of course the ghosts and the bare bones and the seeds of new metal were being sown in the 80s with uh, rap bands and rock bands using various different bits of bobs, rappers in particular sampling. I mean sampling was king in the 90s and they were often sampling classic rock songs and using various different sort of heavy more sort of sort of natural real sounding drums to create a slightly heavier thumpier beat especially when you go back I mean for me you can listen to things like Tone Loke you can go back and look at uh, LL Cool J but there was that key mate there was, there was a one particular moment I think where the worlds literally clashed and met and that was Public Enemy and Anthrax I mean they did bring the noise re I mean, Public Enemy did bring the noise in that was I think 88 then of course it was reworked in 93 with Anthrax when they toured together across the states but before that, Public Enemy was sampling Slayer on their on on, on um, you know it takes a nation of millions. Their Slayer riffs sampled in She Watched Channel Zero, which you know everyone always forgets. As you move forward from there, you got bands like Rage Against the Machine, Faith No More, who are using hip hop style rhythms and to an extent uh, with with Rage Against the Machine, rap vocals over rock and metal riffs. It was a it was a very very different time, it really really was. But history lesson <laughs> let's play some tunes right another band uh, this uh, only kicked out one album in the year 2000 the band are called the deadlights are absolutely fantastic signed to a big label the record is nothing short of phenomenal it's one of my favorite albums of all time i dread to think how much time i spent listening to this album but the singer duke died and they never they didn't they decided not to continue without him which ultimately i sit and listen and think that's a shame but at the same time i've got to respect the guy's decisions and i can't say i blame him they kicked out an amazing record. It truly is staggering. This is the first time I ever heard from the band. It was on a free CD given away on Metal Hammer. It really did change my perspective on a lot of things. It's got a very punky edge to it, despite it still being laden with new metal groove. This is The Deadlights, and the song is called Whores.
Follow us on our social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Want airplay? Want your album reviewed? Get in touch. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. German band, the rather marvellous Guano Apes, absolutely brilliant band. The ghosts of the ilks of No Doubts and Corn sort of hybrided together. It created a rather unique sound that nobody else quite had. And I'm not gonna lie, I think they're absolutely brilliant. They uh, went away for about a it was that 12, 13 year gap before they reformed and kicked out some uh, some reworked bits of bobs. They reworked, if memory serves correctly, it was the album that came after that, I can't remember what it's called, for a 20th anniversary shenanigans. Uh, that record was Big Japan, and it's from their record Don't Give Me Names. It's an amazing album, it really, really is. I absolutely love that album. It's so much fun, so, so cool. <sighs> so good. So we're going to jump from Germany in 24 years ago. Jesus, that sounds horrible to say out loud. It really, really does. And we're going to jump up to uh, next, what was it, from last year? Yeah, no, two years ago. It still feels like last year. I know, it's silly. The rather marvellous Manta. and kicked out a record called Evoke. 
it's rather fun. Acknowledge the ghost of corn does hang very over the, does hang very heavy over this record, but it is still rather magical. There's no way around that. And this is the enemy. then folks the band are called manta m-a-n-t-a-h the song is called the enemy you can find it on their record evoke from 2022 i'm pretty sure also if you look around um corn see you on the other side record there's a healthy chunk of it in there <laughs> I, I i'm i'm all for bands wearing their influences on their sleeves because it's fun you can hear where the glands come from but yeah that's it is good though isn't it it really really is i mean ultimately corn are one of those bands that's as i mentioned in the first part 1994 they changed the sound 
whether you want to admit it or not, and whether you like the band or not, they changed the world of metal with that record. And in honest, it was the culmination of the influences they put into it that made it sound so unique. Yes, there are elements of it that you can hear. You can hear bits of industrial, you can hear bits of funk, you can hear bits of good old-fashioned metal, and you can hear bits of hip-hop all melding and merging in that. Nobody had done anything quite like that at that point, or at least if they had, nobody had taken it to quite such a level that everybody noticed it, and it stood out because of that. And that first Korn record changed the game. And I'm surprised there have been a lot of bands direct at the time in the following five, six years, and still to this day, as proven by Manta, who take that sound and they still run with it. Acknowledge with Manta, they've got a vocalist. It's not just musically, the vocalist sounds very, very similar to John Davis, particularly on that track. On the rest of Evoke, there's elements of it where they're taking different styles. It adds a little bit more depth and, and uh, variation to the sound. But that one, the ghost of corn, sounds hangs very heavy. But then again, I'm a big corn fan, so I enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. That was Manta with The Enemy on their record Evoke. It's out now, came out in 2022. Right, next, we're going to go back to 1999, before they really blew up. They blew up with their record Satellite, which came a couple of years later. I'm talking about POD, or Payable on Death. Kicked out a record in 1999 called The Fundamental Elements of Southdown, their first major label record. Kicked out one before, but I can't remember what it's called, I'm not going to lie. This was their first major label one. Ah, oh, it's a great record, it really, really is. And I've gone for Rock the Party.
It's magical, isn't it? The band are called P.O.D. The song is called Rock the Party, off the hook from their brilliant record from 1999, The Fundamental Elements of Southdown. Now, I'm not going to lie, at the time, New Metal was, it was just before the big, big explosion of early 2000, when, of course, the magical Linkin Park would come along, and again, much like Kwon beforehand, would change things. But also, 98-99, you had System, you had Slipknot dropping their first records, really making people stand up and take notice. There's several waves of New Metal. P.O.D. one of the bands, they sort of sat in and around that second wave and i think a lot of people wrote them off because they were they, they were unafraid to wear their religion on their sleeves when mentioning bits and bobs and a lot of people went oh christian ah, and ran away and didn't give them the time to actually judge them based on their music there's always messages within every type of music but as i mentioned before there was the whole frat boy sort of style approach that seemed to start to eke its way into new metal with pod coming at it from a slightly more Biblical? See, it feels heavy-handed because I see Rock the Party off the hook. It's all about going out and having fun. There's nothing particularly religious drifting within that song. There are elements within it, but at the same time, the most part of it all is it's all about banging tunes, and that's what P.O.D. did deliver, and do still deliver to this day. They're still active now. They've been very busy touring. Now, some of the new metal bands have gone away and come back in the hiatuses. P.O.D. have not. They've been constant. They've still been out doing shows, making records. They've been absolutely brilliant. They really have. Right, next, another band from this band of members was created from London. They kicked out this one legendary demo. It's very limited, and you can't get your mix on it for love nor money, and it's absolutely immense. I remember hearing this again. I heard this track on a free CD. It was like, oh, my God. It was before the days of the internet really kicked in, so they weren't easy to get your mix on. That said, it is still brilliant. The band are called Hybrid UK, and this is Respect for Life.
our radio shows can be found on demand download our app from google play or the apple app store just search mmh the home of rock radio
love the groove of that track that track of it i must admit i love that song i think it's absolutely brilliant the band are called psychor the record is called i go solo you can find it on their records your problem from 1998 it just highlights the joyous wonder and groove that happened in new metal as it sort of they, they all their songs have this very bassy laden sort of style shenanigans and it really just made you want to thump and groove and yeah those beats just made it pop and yeah, Psychor did it so, so well. They're absolutely fantastic as well. I must admit, I was very, very envious of a friend of mine. He saw them, I think it was about four times in the space of about a year and a half. And he said they slapped every single time. And somehow I missed every single one. And I'm not going to lie, it annoyed the tar out of me. And I wish I could have seen them. But, you know, the chances of that are now, I think, forever gone. Because I can't imagine they've been quiet for, what, 26, 27 years? I can't imagine they're going to be coming back. It's a shame because their second record was quite fun as well. But somehow... They couldn't really sort of manage to maintain the momentum on the back of that first record. The first record came out, they had loads of press and loads of single releases and, you know, a collection of headline tours. But yet somehow, the vibe just didn't continue from the second, and I honestly don't know why. And before the break was the legendary, I mean, in New Metal Circles, they're legendary because they kicked out that one EP and then disappeared. Hybrid UK, absolutely fantastic with respect for life. Right, next up, we're going to go back 1994. Now, whether or not this band were aware of what the influence they would have and the style they would have, I mean, they're a band called um, Shooty's Grooves, kicked out a record called Jammin' in Vicious Environments, also known as Jive. Absolutely brilliant record. This one had more Chili's Peppers and Incubus sort of style groove and funk, whilst mixed in with some seriously heavy noise as well. The second record, Hypnosis, would slow down and would take the foot off the gas and would make it more groovy and more hip-hop flavoured. And the third record... Um, oh, it's called High Definition, but then go back in and be heavier and noisier again with fatter guitar sounds. From the first record, though, this is The Craze by Shooty's Groove.
was a magical time. 1994, some seriously fresh records were dropping. I mean, we recently did things, as I think it was this week, we put up a, 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 a pick three, save three thing from records dropped in 1994. I must admit, for me, I think that record's one of them. It's an absolutely stupidly good record. It truly, truly is. The rather marvellous Shooty's Groove. That was the craze from Jamming in Vicious Environments, 1994. There's something wonderful about that sound, and it's the drum sound that the 90s had to just have this sharpness to it you know the the, uh, the extra reverb gate on uh, on the 80s drum sounds and the 90s drum sounds have this that's something that's almost like a steely sort of style vibe especially to the to the snare drum and oh my god it's so so slaps it's so so good it really really is but right focus <laughs> right last ones last ones for this hour we're gonna look at a pair of ladies but well, a set a, a, a two bands with ladies now up until this point metal had had you know had your classical sort of like singer singers and you had had your sort of like punky sort of style singers, but you hadn't ever had this sort of like this primal sort of aggression sort of type thing. That's like, for me, new metal helped open doors for a lot of ladies to start to really be noticed. There were some amazing women who came through. Some women had to really fight a lot harder than they should have done to make people take notice. One of those bands was Otep. Their first records actually had dropped. I think it was they were signed in touring the Ozfest on the back of this on the back of a demo, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Jihad EP is absolutely fantastic. Three of the four tracks would be reworked and would be bol bolted onto their debut record, Sevas Tra. This is the original version. I think it was re I think it was re-recorded and called Sacrilege. But from the Jihad EP, it was called The Lord is My Weapon. This is Otep. Famous! Burn in the 
it's magical it really really is that was Osep the song is called The Lord Is My Weapon you can find it on their first little release well record EP thing called Jihad it's absolutely fantastic it really really is I mean I've got a lot of love for it so much love right so we're going to go from very very old to very 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 new next because we're going to jump from 19, from 2001, right up to release last year, they released an EP called The Killer Bite Killer. Of course, I'm talking about the legendary Pulverize. And I do mean legendary in the best possible way because they've got so much oomph and so much vibe. It's absolutely amazing. I love this lot. I really, really do. Um, they also got themselves two different types of hot sauce kicking about. They're so cool. I love everything about this band. Their branding, their image, their vibe, the energy is nothing short of staggeringly brilliant. And I love them for it. They kicked out two singles in to, to, to big up the shenanigans for the new EP last year. First one was Tomb Raiders, which had some stupid groove to it, and then they had one calling out people who were using who were using uh, the uh, social medias to silence people. And yeah, they did it absolutely brilliantly. From Killer by Killer, rounding out our number one, this is the magical pulverize, and the song is called Digital Execution. Execution!
DJ Moshi every Friday between the hours of 8pm and 10pm UK time for the Friday Rock Show where I'll be playing you classic to current all the dance floor fillers and ballroom killers just imagine your old school rock and metal disco where you walk in and bang your head straight away to the great tracks go on Mr Johnson what we here for for those about to rock we salute you yes we do And we want to get loaded, and we want to have a good time. Every Tuesday at 6pm, make sure you tune in to Loaded with me, Steve Webb, for your weekly fix of indie, indie rock, alternative, grunge, punk, post-punk, rock, shoegaze, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of electro. There is loads going on. Only on MMH, the home of rock radio.
Welcome back, folks. My name is Ben. You're listening to Follow the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. It's my first show of the year, so it's time to say Happy New Year with a new metal special. Yes, new with an NU. <laughs> See what we did there? Right before the break was the brilliant Pulverize. The song is called Digital Execution. You can find it on their current EP, Kilobyte Killer. It's out now, available to stream via your digital platform of choice. Or you can go to pulverize.bandcamp.com and see if you can find the bits and bobs there to stream it or buy it if you want the choice. It's entirely up to you. You've also got their links to their merch, which includes a veritable treasure trove of awesome shirts and two different types of hot sauce. I can thoroughly recommend Slam Time. It'll make you toasty, but it is very, very tidy. And then, just kicking off this half, I've gone for Number One Son. I hasten to add, Number One Son was signed to Visible Noise at the same time as Lost Profits. Look which band everyone went for. Look how wrong you were, people. Just saying. I must admit, (laughs) obviously, uncomfortable shenanigans aside, the rather brilliant Number One Son kicked out two awesome records. That was from their second album, Lessons. I think it's nothing short of brilliant. I love that record. Listen to it a hell of a lot. Um absolutely magical work true to three is battle from liverpool I believe they're now one of the members is now active with a different project but again that's been quiet for a couple of years hopefully that will return it's uh, that was rather noisy fun too right so what are we gonna do well we got another 50 odd minutes of awesome new metally noise for you so next from their record let's get it on it is the step kings and the song is called imbalance
magical, isn't it? <laughs> the band are called The Step Kings. That song is called Imbalance. You can find it on their fantastic record from 2000 called Let's Get It On. It's, I mean, the first four tracks rip out the gate. It slows down a little bit as the rest of the record goes on, but the first four, oh my God, it was during the glorious golden era. There was a period when um, Roadrunner Records had this sort of grip on new metal and the early 2000s, that was one of them, and this was one of the bands that were signed to it. A lot of people accused Roadrunner of signing up lots of new metal bands just to sort of let them languish in obscurity so that other labels wouldn't sign them. I hope that isn't the case, but, you know, cynicism and all that shenanigans suggests it might be, because some of the bands, they just sort of swept them up, went, yep, nope, and dumped them and didn't do anything with them. And um, unfortunately, <clears throat> the Step Kings do feel that vibe. I mean, they... But at the same time, they took the gun, didn't they? they? Pushed promo videos for all the bands, and they made sure they all featured on the Drilling the Vein videos and the and, 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 and the compilation records. I don't know, maybe they did, maybe that's that. We'll see. Either or, that was that was a rather brilliant Step Kings song. is called Imbalance from Let's Get It On. Right, every year that I do this, I usually tend to include something from Cypress Hill's Skull and Bones record, purely because it was again it was that crossing over between rock and uh, and hip hop. Skull and Bones by Cypress Hill is split across two discs, Skull Disc, Bone Disc. Skull Disc is hip-hop, Bones Disc is rock. To the point that Skull Disc has rap superstar, Bones Disc has rock superstar on it. And I usually feature something of that ilk. But, in a change of pace, I thought I'd go for the more direct approach because the, a lot of the musical elements on that was played by a band called SX, SX10. SX10 featured Sendog and was Sendog's own side project away from Cypress Hill where he went and embraced his full-on rocky, punky, joyous wonderness. From their record Mad Dog American, this is SX10 and Caught Up In The System.
See, this is the joyous wonder of it all, rock and rap. It's been bedfellas for many, many, many times, and it wasn't just a case of rockers stealing rap bits and bobs. The rappers, as proved there by Sendog from Cypress Hill, getting in on that shenanigans. There's rappers that liked a bit of rock too, and ah, it's so good, it's so, so good, it really, really is. Right, next up, Primer 55 from their record, the new release. I know, I know, I usually give something for Introduction to Mayhem because it's chaotically, gloriously fun, but the new release showed a slightly different sound to them. When uh, Primer 55 first appeared, they were full into all the, the rapping and the really heavy aggression and such like. Don't get me wrong, the new release has still got some of that elements within it, but there was a slightly different tone to this record. It was a little bit later, this was after Linkin Park, this was after Incubus drifted away from their very sort of chaotic stuff, and they started to embrace a little bit melody you have bands like taproot and uh, lifer who were adding melody into their bits and bobs primer 55 far along and they did a really wonderful job with it from the new release this life oh what a tune
we tailor all our advertising packages to suit your needs. With competitive rates, your advert can hit thousands of listeners. Just search MMH, the home of rock radio. Save my own, to do, I got to do, to sell my soul, but with the fake ass crew, who's lifting, 
Welcome back, folks. That was Stuck Mojo. The song is called Mental Meltdown. You can find it on their brilliant record, Pig Walk. The guitarist from Stuck Mojo would go on to join Chris Jericho in Fozzy. Yes. Yes, busy, busy fellow. I must admit, I love Stuck Mojo. I think they're absolutely brilliant. I think they got a really bad rap and they got written off because of them having some serious grooves. I mean, they do have some serious grooves. I mean, acknowledged, some of the music was a bit simpler i think as the records went on and i think they leaned into some of the cliches within new metal a bit too much but even then even when they did lean into it they still had some banging riffs and bonds is an amazing vocalist and then a stupidly insane performer so much energy coming off that fella it's brilliant and before the break was primer 55 with this life from their record the new release from 2001 also for those of you who may be pleasantly surprised that record that we just heard there from stuck mojo there's from their album called pig walk pig walk was produced by Devin Townsend. Yes, yes, the Devin Townsend. He produced it, it was signed, produced, and put out through Century Media. Yes, a bona fide metal label. They signed them and pushed them through. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. Really, really do. Right, next, gonna go for Churis Atana. Slow it down, add a slightly different vibe to uh, to what New Metal did. Churis they they embraced the goth element a little bit more than some of the others. I mean, Churis for those of you who don't know, they formed, they re, they had to rename themselves. Originally, they were called Manhole, and they were New Metal as all hell, like every last little bit oozed New Metal, because Tari B was a rapper before she found the rest of the band and went into a slightly more metal direction. Their first record, All Is Not Well, as Manhole, has got that big bassy down tune and that's clean crisp sound especially the drums and it's muddy as all hell overall it's a brilliant record it really really is they would then get into trouble with a band who went wait oh, we were called manhole first said to the the, the the manhole version of all is not well disappeared and it would be re-released as chura satana they would then kick out a second record as chura satana it would be the only they only do two albums before it all folded and tarry would go on to form my ruin but that's a discussion for another day from the second record relief through release the lead single was called luna it's yeah Love this track. Love it.
As I mentioned in the first half, there were some ladies who changed the game, and Tari is one of those ladies. Her influence and her style and her swagger and her just complete unwillingness to buckle and bend, it was the thing that made her stand out. It was the thing that made her dangerous within the game. It's the thing that made her powerful within the game. Some of the other women who would necessarily be singing generally about stuff. Tari brought it all about women and women's thinking and women's feelings, women's ideas. And it was very much a case of there wasn't anyone quite like that at the time. And she had it and it came from a very different angle. She tackled topics that hadn't been discussed and she did it well. Shiro Satana, that was Luna. You can find it on the record Relief through release from 1997. Wow, it's a brilliant album. It really, really is. Also from 97, up next from their self-titled record, this is the opening track. Oh my god, you knew when this one kicked in that the album was going to slap. It's Seven Dust and Black.
Seven Dust, another one of the new bands. Much like P.O.D., they didn't ever go away. Like I mentioned, some of these bands, they've they've taken their time of play and they've come back and they've gone on hiatus and such like. Seven Dust, they just kept out there, hitting the bricks, slaying the shows, slaying the records and delivering more and more and more. Absolutely fantastic. Their most recent record, Truth Killer, came out last year. It's absolutely brilliant. Go and give it a spin. Nothing short of magical. The weird thing about it all is, is uh, Seven Dust, much like P.O.D., they've tweaked their style ever so slightly so it doesn't sound quite as new, but it does still retain a lot of the elements that made them what they were in the first place. They've still got that deep bass rumble. They've still got some serious grooves. And what Seven Dust have with Lejean is an amazing vocalist. His range is fantastic, and he still delivers it to this day. He is still on, as on point as he was there in 1997. Absolutely magical. That was Seven Dust and Black opening track of their self-titled record. Now, last one for this one. Another band who kind of ticked the boxes, but also kind of didn't. But they will be forever associated with it because of one particular noise. And I'm talking about Disturbed. You know what that noise is, and you know what that song is. <laughs> the Sickness is now 24 years old this year. Yes, it's true. It came out in the year 2000, which I must admit is absolutely terrifying. But... I remember reading a review of it at the time and it was compared to the like of bubblegum. Very sweet, very syrupy, but not really lasting. And ultimately, somehow they've managed to pull that off because people do still bump that record now. Although, Disturbed themselves have moved away from this record sonically and they moved away from it quite swiftly in the following years as they went for a slightly more direct, heavy metal, rock sort of angle and distanced themselves from the newisms and definitely from the industrial elements that made, for me, The Sickness quite an interesting listen. Now, I myself find there's that some of the songs on the record are overplayed and that's not their fault and people have mocked them heroically again not the band's fault but I fully get it and now I I, I struggle to hear a lot of this record without hearing various different memes and silly little, little sort of gifts and such like that people have made of the record <laughs> so but that said this the certain bits on this on disturbed sickness do still make me smile one of them is meaning of life
what are the dead doing? What, those ones over there? Yes, those ones. Well, what should we do about them? Should we follow them? Follow the dead? Yes, follow the dead. Every Friday, 10 p.m. UK time on mmhradio.co.uk. See what new tunes might be shaking loose.
How awesome was that? The band are called Cinch. The song is called Tabula Rasa. You can find it on their debut record. Well, was that? I, think, I think it was their debut. It was their first one for Roadrunner. Like I mentioned, Roadrunner was picking up all manner of bits and bobs. And Cinch were another one they picked up at the time. That particular one is 2002. Absolutely magical record. Truly, truly was. Right, we're down to the last 10, 15 minutes or so of this week's Follow the Dead. We are in a New Year's New Metal special. Yes, hence all the baggy jeans and down tune shenanigans. That was Cinch. Who's next? Going to go for a band called Sullen. Now, this lot, they, 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 they start to embrace the groove of hip-hop more than most. And they used some seriously low-slung beats to do it, get across. This is just in the properly at the end of the first wave from 1996. They kicked out a self-titled record. Sadly, they disappeared very swiftly after it, and I don't know why, because the record was absolutely brilliant. This is Sullen. The song is called Corrupted. I used to think that I was all that, running with the wild. Never see me sweat, never see me smile. Thinking way back then why it had to be. And nowadays I'm like proud to be a product of what used to make me proud. Cause that's what gets these hair feet on the ground. Huh. I'm well Cool. 
trying to fill my head with this and that But couldn't comprehend the chrome tank Click clack is what I like to do But I don't want the time So I don't do the crime And it won't leave my mind And that's why I was on a road to nowhere Cause I couldn't shake the problems up out of my hair And that's why I was on a road to nowhere Cause I couldn't shake the problems up out of my hair The band are called Sullen. The song is called Corrupted, spelt with a K. Yeah, I know. New Metal did all that weird sort of spelling shenanigans. They put lots of Zs in instead of Ss and Ks instead of Cs. It was, it was a wild time. <laughs> oh my god. The, the record is self titled. It's absolutely brilliant. It really, really is. I, I, I got a lot of time for it. Um, you, it's almost impossible to find these days. You can't stream it anywhere. It's really quite annoying, but I still think it's nothing short of magical. I really do. Right, next up, we're going to go for another one. We're going to do two UK bands to finish up now. Up first, a band that went away and came back, and they're still doing stuff now. I can't wait to see what's up next. They're from Wales. I know, I haven't played any Welsh new metal yet. It didn't, it didn't happen that often, don't know why. <laughs> but the lads are absolutely brilliant. Their, their first record... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Ah, Taylor Two Cities, that's it. It's absolutely brilliant. They've re-released and reworked some bits and bobs that you can go and stream on your digital platform or on Bandcamp. Choice is up to you. But... They also did this little song, Hayes Dream, where they sampled some awesome stuff and then gave it a nice groove. This has got summer vibes all over it. It's the Kennedy soundtrack. Like two peels in the sand I burn kiss lips with coffee in the other hand I stick the shadows and curse the pastel colours of the sun-drenched morning Want it painted black and scorning Songs from the age, let them take it to their graves Because in repetition means they grave hang close at bay Sit daydreaming about the feeling lingering inside Please go forth and multiply Array your hope in the form of iron I Take a puff again to ponder on the thoughts that just bubble in the mud scrap filled with aura
the magical Kennedy soundtrack. The song is called Haze Dreams, one of their more recent singles released in 2022. Oh my god, I love that band so much. I really do. I was there are very few bands that make me get all giddy when I'd see them dropping new stuff, but they are one of them. And it's like, oh my god, they do stuff. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Right. Ah, time to say goodnight. My name is Ben. You've been listening to Follow the Dead on mmhradio.co.uk. It's the first part of my New Year's New Metal specials because I'm going to do another one tomorrow from 8pm after Mark Parker and Pedals of the Metal kicks off at 6 for Dancing with the Dead. So we'll be getting all baggy, drowsed and facial piercinged up again tomorrow. We try to fit in some of the more obvious big names that we didn't fit into tonight's show. Okay? Right, play us out. From their album Years of Violation dropped in 1997, Cockney Rage Against the Machine Likes Dredge dropped the brilliant song Jump Sucker. I'll see you real soon, folks. Be good. Have an amazing weekend. Good night. Yeah, 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 Sarah, we will, we believe you when you stop.